individually, I think you have to have some type of self-awareness to know when their relationship isn't serving you anymore. Like that, you know, to me, I feel like over these last three years, I've gained a lot of self-awareness on this land self-doubt journey because you have to know you, right? And so before you can share your story or share your testimony like you have to be clear about who you are who you are what you've been called to do what your flaws are because nobody is perfect you know and you know work on those things the best way that you can hey friends welcome to the more than a mother triumph after trauma podcast i am your host lawan moses and i am a mom on a mission to help you work through unresolved trauma and combat stagnation so you can unleash your full potential and manifest the life and business of your dreams join me each week for tangible tips tools and strategies you can use to master your mindset and overcome obstacles in motherhood business and life as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their own stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your motherhood and business ventures. At More Than a Mother Triumph After Trauma podcast, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you to let go of the past so you can live fully and freely in the present and create the future you desire. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your takeaways in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so I can share your share. Each time you share the show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother Triumph After Trauma podcast today. Remember, we are all in this together. Are you ready, mama? Let's go. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, Lawan Moses, and I am back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. My guest today is Felicia Wallace. Felicia is a purpose empowerment coach, mentor, and founder of Slaying Self-Doubt. Through her professional endeavors, she seeks to help women identify and conquer troubling doubts and insecurities. Bottom line, Felicia is committed to helping Black women find their fears and slay them. Today, Felicia and I talked about her journey with self-doubt and how a message from God prompted her and pushed her hand into starting Slaying Self-Doubt, which has now grown into a podcast, a community, and a movement that we see today. Let's dive into my conversation with Felicia. Hey, Felicia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am too. So as you know, at More Than a Mother, we believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. However, none of us wake up and we are suddenly these great individuals that we have are today. So before we get into everything that you have going on right now and all that you're doing in business and life, can we just back up for a moment and can you share what your aha moment or moments were with our audience? So, you know, I knew this question ahead of time, right? But I still was just like, could it be that? Could it be that? It was so many. But I think that if we're talking about this season in my life, I have to say that my aha moment was back in January 2017. It was, 2017 was like a transformative year for me. I didn't know that that was going to be the case, but so many random things happened. Like, like, I, I can't even explain it. it. It just was a whole bunch of stuff. But specifically at the beginning of that year, God had just kind of placed on my heart that he wanted me to, it was very simple. He just said, I want you to help black women overcome their fears and their doubts 
to walk into their purpose. And I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> and so I'm like so confused, like exactly what does that have to do with anything, right? I was doing a small group course with my church. And so at that time I had about, I don't say like 10 ladies in the group or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, if that's what he wants me to do. I'm just not really sure. And so that I felt like the next week or maybe like two weeks later, he gave me slaying self-doubt. And so I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know? And then with that, he was like, now mind you, if you are a believer, like sometimes you get stuff and it's like one has nothing to do with the other. Right. And so you're very hesitant upon telling people like what you're receiving and what God's downloading in you because it doesn't make sense, right? So at the moment I knew, I was like, well, I don't want to tell a whole bunch of people. So, you know, I figured I'm going to tell the closest person to me. So I told my husband and he was just like, what? Like, what does any of that have to do with anything? I was like, I have no idea. Don't you love that reaction? Yes. And so then the next thing was, he was like, start an Instagram page and I just want you to post something every day. And I just, I still was like, so, so lost, right? So the very next thing I did that he asked me to do was to change the name of my small group. I can't even remember what the name was before, but I changed the name to Slaying Self-Doubt and immediately everybody who was in the group previously fell off. Like when I tell you, I literally didn't hear anything from them. They didn't say they was quitting. I reached out a couple of times, like, what happened? And then a whole nother set of women came in, and they have been literally a part of this slaying self-doubt journey from the very beginning. And so before it was a podcast, before it was a business, before I, you know, God told me to leave my job, before all of the other things that came, that was literally the very first thing that, like, started me on this path. It was just a random, regular Sunday. and it, it was like God just downloaded all this information in me. And I just, I just, I did it, you know, basically. I just, right. you know. I, was I mean, that speaks to, as a believer, that speaks to the power of being obedient. Yeah. Because you get these ideas that God sends to you and in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, God, what is up? You looking at God like he crazy. Like, wait a minute. What is this? What exactly. am I supposed to be doing right now? Yeah. And it just gives that, it's just that power of being obedient because a lot of times we don't know what is going to happen or it's not for us to know what's going to happen. It's just for us to receive God's voice and God is telling you, okay, I need you to start this group or start this slaying self-doubt and pour into these women and help them overcome doubt. And you probably sitting in the back of your mind thinking, okay, why me first off? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I, and and like I say, even at the time, like I just, I, I couldn't see the, the bigger picture or whatever, whatever it was, but it definitely was like laying the foundation, what, what was to come because, you know, now even with that small group, I have three separate small groups. And so at this point I've, you know, touched the lives of at least 30 women over the past three years. I also coach other women, other leaders within the church, but all of that then led me to slaying self-doubt the business. And so when I, think about like all the pieces and how he is like he was so strategic in it but I I, I would have never I can say now it was an aha moment but back then I'm like oh, I have no idea what he wanted me to do. I'm just gonna do what he saying that's it <laughs> and it's good that you did you did what he said because I mean how many people think about it here we hear from God and we just don't take action because we don't know what's going to happen the next steps because yes. as people we want to know how a b c and d line up yeah, I'm, trust me, I still had some moments where I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that just yet. And they, those come back and, you know, then I end up doing it again, you know, doing it the right way the next time because that's just how he works. And I think that that's a part of the whole slaying self-doubt journey. It's not to say that your self-doubt is going to disappear or you're just going to you're going to always be obedient and you're going to always do it. It's just it's a part of just going through the next stages because, you know. We're, we're human first, right? You know, so I, I mean, I commend anybody who's obedient in every single thing that God tells them to do. I, you know, I, I strive, but no. <laughs> we are human, exactly. And that's important to point out because even though we are obedient to God's voice, I mean, we're still human at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you, I want to know how things are going to work out. But as you said, when you don't follow that voice, 
when you yeah. don't listen to what's being said or when you try to figure it out you wind up taking longer to get to where you're supposed to be because you double back you got to turn around <laughs> girl don't do all even. this extra stuff yes <laughs> We like, oh no, God, I hear what you're saying, but I want to go do this over here. Yep, yep. That, and, but so, then you just wind up right back where you started. Exactly. And then you're going to have to do it all over again his way anyway. So, exactly. yes. <laughs> so when you were starting this whole movement, I would say, is how I characterized it before it became a business. And you were obedient and switched the name of your group and all that. And you saw your whole group fall off as you spoke. Mm-hmm. And you're given a message of slaying self-doubt. I mean, what crept into your mind when this group that you had established already, you all of a sudden changed the name and they just kind of fell off? What were you thinking at that time? I mean, at that time, I just was like, well, dang. Like, I thought we had, you know, because we I had been in the group at least, I want to say like, it had been like six months. So we had established a relationship, at least a rapport. Like some of the girls I talked to even outside the group. So I felt like, dang, like what happened? And I actually remember the day when I officially changed the name. My coach at the time was, she happened to visit the group that day, right? And the very first girl who joined, she was visiting the group that day as well. So here I am like, okay, this is going to be a great, you know, group for my coach because she'll see everybody's involved but literally it was me her and the new girl and so I was just like well this is weird right like and so I'm sitting here like well do I continue to go with the group do I continue and I did it I did the hour and a half that we spend together and it was literally like I, I, a part of me knew that those people had to go in order for me to walk into where he was going to go. And my feelings were hurt in the beginning, but once like that very next week, I got like 11 requests and every, every person that I reached out to that like, you know, say like, okay, you know, what makes you want to be right? And they was like, it was the name. It was the name of the group. It was the name of the group. Like that's what intrigued me. And, you know, I was just like, okay. And at that point we were learning together. Like I was like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing but this is what God said to do so like I said they are a part of that journey so when when they even now like when we think back to three years ago and be like yeah remember how we started this and like how y'all were literally at the beginning so to be here now is just mind mind blowing mind boggling I'm sure it is and I just (laughs) want to double back to what you said because I think it's very important how you were saying Basically, that everybody that is for you, they can't go with you to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And God some brings in those new people that are ready to go with you to another yeah. level. Because, I mean, easily those people could have stayed on. But if they weren't invested, invested into what you had going yeah. on, it could have changed the whole makeup of the group. It could have brought down, like, the morale, whatever yeah. it was that you had going on. So, I mean, I'm sure your feelings were hurt and it was a shock, but at the same time, it's that thing where we always want to bring people with us and God is saying, no, you got to cut people off sometimes because everybody can't go with you. Yeah. And I think the other part that was like, now I can say is that just to this, what you're exactly what you're saying is that everybody isn't um, going to be in every season of your life. Right. You know, and a lot of people start with me and then, you know, whatever the, whatever's going on in their life, because I, I, I totally get it. You know, it's a commitment to be a part of the group, but it's a difference between somebody who just wants to be a part and somebody who needs it. Right. And right. so I think that that is what, why I do it every single you know week is just like, somebody needs me. Somebody needs whatever it is that God is calling me to do. And so I just have to continue to do that. And the people that need it will continue to be a part of it, you know? Um, and that's no like shade to anybody else, but it's, it, it is what it is. Is. It, that's the same thing that happens to me if I don't need something anymore or it, it's not serving me in the way that I needed at that moment then it's, it's wasting my time right and so right. I've never after that experience I was able to one of the things that I did going forward and I kind of do it even when and I think about it even when I was in my job at the time I would always give people the like the grace to be able to walk away right and so that was one of the things that I was I I really am like big on is just like I'm like like we said earlier we're all human I'm a person everything ain't for everybody at all times right and so I'm always like if this is not serving you anymore 
let me know. You don't have to stay with me just because you like me. Like we can be friends outside of this, but you know, if, if this isn't serving you anymore, go forth and be married. And I'm cool with that because that's growth. That's a part of my growth. If you're able to grow out, then that means I've, I've actually done my job, to be honest. Like, no, like in, in, in these situations, like I just didn't want anybody to need me. Like, I, no, I need you to go up and out. Right. <laughs> and I mean, you out. have to grow because people can't stay all the time. So I mean, if you're not growing, then are you really serving a purpose? So right. Exactly. That is what you're saying is that you need that grace to give people to say, okay, yeah. this isn't for me. It served its time. It served its purpose. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Go ahead and be fruitful, whatever the word is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do exactly whatever it is you're being called to do because my walk is my walk. Your walk is your walk. I don't ever want any, you know, it's very easy for us to hold on to people and in, in a certain type of relationship, like I said, that doesn't mean, that just means that you can do life together in a different type of way. It doesn't have to be in this way necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. And people don't realize the different levels that there are to relationships. Yeah. So just because you're saying that it doesn't serve their purpose to be in this group or however they were interacting with you before, it doesn't mean that that person's out of your life completely. And I mean, we can refer that to any type of relationship we have that when that season is over, that person can still be a part of your life, but it's just like a different capacity that they are in. It doesn't mean you're completely cutting people off. Absolutely. And you can relate that that to best friends that you may have had growing Mm -hmm. up to where y'all were tight, did everything together. But then as you grow up, get older, you may not be as close, but it doesn't mean that you aren't still friends. It's just you travel different paths. So it crosses over into so many areas of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that it, exactly. And I think that you have to be, you know, for us I, individually, I think you have to have some type of self-awareness to know when their relationship isn't serving you anymore. Like that, you know, I, to me, I feel like over these last three years, I've gained a lot of self-awareness on this land self-doubt journey because you have to know you, right? And so before you can share your story or share your testimony, like you have to be clear about who you are, who you are, what you've been called to do, what your flaws are, because nobody is perfect, you know, and, you know, work on those things the best way that you can and I for me I think I've always been a person that understood that people are in your life for a reason or a season right reason season or I think it's the third thing but I can't remember but but yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and I'm okay with that and I think that I've always just kind of I've been okay with that and so it may it makes to me for me personally it makes relationships easier you know what I mean because I if I if I have the discernment to be able to see okay this is coming to an end I'm I'm okay with that like I know that God has whatever the purpose was for this time for us to be in relationship together it you know not to say that it doesn't hurt or it you know depending on what type of relationship it is it won't cause hurt feelings or you to be all like discombobulated or whatever have you but I think that it's, I'm okay with being able to walk away from certain relationships that don't serve me anymore and not be offended and, you know, just kind of go forward. Unless there's something that like happened or, I don't know, it, it, to me, it's about the relationships that you value. And so I just, I'm very clear on which relationships I value, what I don't. And, you know, just, we're all here to help and connect with each other. To me, I just kind of learned, like, I don't want to waste my time on situations that don't serve me, you know, equally, basically. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to LawanMoses.com. That's www.lawannmoses.com. And join my community today. And that comes along with being self-aware. Mm-hmm. And that is the big piece of it. So as you are in this journey to slaying self-doubt, self-awareness and all, 
what would you say, what kind of doubt kind of crept up in your mind as you're on this journey? I think there was two, two things. So as I was on this journey after my aha moment, everything in the small group was fine. Like things were going well. I, that was growing. Even when I put the information out to, like I said, I used to give people time to be able to say, okay, this isn't serving you anymore. You can remove yourself from the group. It's fine. You know, no hard feelings, whatever. And so I opened the group back up and it was only to get three people and I ended up getting 12. And I was just like, yeah, that's not going to work. And so even as I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, this group has already done this part. And so to bring this group in to do the same thing that that just did, it didn't make any sense. So then I ended up saying, okay, do you, you know, asking God, like, you want me to do a second group, like completely different? And so then that's, that's exactly what I did. And so I did another one. Um, so that was two and then three. So in the midst of the second group is when God then told me he wanted me to do the podcast. And I was just like, nah, I'm not really sure that that's what I want to do. Like, I'm like, I'm already sharing with these women, right. That are random. Yeah. I don't, didn't know any of them. And I'm like, you want me to talk to people? I, I can't, and you see, I only know like what happens if this, that. And so the thing that the things that popped into my mind was like specifically with the podcast was like, was anybody gonna listen? Did anybody care? Why should I share my story? What, you know, what difference is it gonna make? I didn't like my voice. I didn't like I didn't know anything about podcasting, although I listened to podcasts, I didn't know anything about it. Like, how was I going to do it? And then what day should I do? Like, it was, so I'm an overthinker in general. <laughs> and so, and to add to that, I also have anxiety. So all of those things, just like, I can think about, I can talk myself out of everything. And so one of the things in the beginning was like, okay, I'm going to get my life together. Then I'm going to do the podcast. And I couldn't get my life together, right? <laughs> And so then one day, you know, God just was like, this is a journey. And so it was like at that moment, once I realized it was a journey now, I launched my podcast in March of 2019. I recorded my very first episode in July 2018. I finally got everything. I sat down, nervous voice and all. I just, okay. It took me like 57 takes to like really like get through the story. I got through it. And then I was just like, okay, I did that part. Then that July, then I wanted to say December, I recorded the second one oh, wow. again of 2018. And then January of 2019, I recorded the third one. Again, wow. I did not publish anything until March and I kept pushing it out and was just like, I don't know. And I kept seeing people. And the interesting thing was that during this time, I was listening to a podcast who was like encouraging, you know, people to like do whatever it is they're going to do. Right. And so it was so many people during that time they were launching podcasts around me. And I just was like, what the crap is happening? Like, right. and it was just like, he kept saying like, girl, you better hurry up. You better hurry up. And so I just was like, okay, let me just do it. And that very first year was like, oh, it was hard. It it really was because I was overwhelmed with me. It had nothing to do with what I was doing. It was really about me, like how I was showing up, what I was going to look like to everybody else, what I was going to share, like the fact that he wanted me to tell different things about my life I was just like I don't want people to know my business and on top of the fact some of it was fear of like failure fear of success fear of of like kind of, well, imposter syndrome of like yes. people that think you know here I am telling you to slay yourself out but I'm walking around here nervous as I don't know what you know if somebody opened the door and I didn't know they was there you know <laughs> right <laughs> it was so many things that I just was like Oh my goodness. And it doesn't go away. So it hasn't. So I'm very intentional now with the podcast, like prior to recording, I literally have to pray, write in my journal, listen to some worship music. Like I have to get myself together before I do it. Um, just because I know it's there, you know, and there's times that I've recorded a whole episode and I'll delete it and be like, that wasn't authentic enough. Right. Cause right. I still am holding back. And so then I'll, you know, re-record and I'm like, okay, let me just, you know, go ahead and do it. But yeah, all the things, whatever you can think of, I, I got it. <laughs> 
And how ironic it is that all the things that you have, your message is out here to slay self-doubt. But what better messenger can God have than somebody that's walking in it? So yeah. that adds the authenticity of it because you're actually living in it and showing that it never goes away. Yes. And yes. You're, you were standing in your own way, like as we all do. I'm an overthinker. I will plan, mm-hmm. plan, 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 and won't take action. I mean, this podcast was probably the most spontaneous thing I've ever done in my life. But I am. I'm a planner. I get overwhelmed by myself. Like you, I talk myself out of so many things, but it's those things that you can't get away from. And it's just the fact that I think that you're, since you're walking in it, you're living in it, it gives you that authentic message so that you're able to say, okay, I still have self-doubt. I still struggle, but here I am every week doing this Slaying Self-Doubt podcast, sharing my story, being open, being transparent, bringing people on. And that to me is empowering to others who may struggle with self-doubt or anxiety, whatever it is, them to see you and hear you talk about your own struggles, but yet say, okay, here she is doing this whole podcast, doing this whole business now, doing these groups, but yet she still has her own struggles. So that's powerful yeah. in itself. Thank you. And I, and the, to be honest, even in the midst of it, there was times where I like literally like tried to pray it away like I just was like God if you just stop making me anxious stop making me like this you know it'll be easier for me to do this and I remember a sermon that I listened to I can't remember who it was because I listened to a lot of them but it basically was like this that's a part of you like this is you have this in order because this is this is your journey this is what you are called to do and so just exactly what you're saying like i had to come to grips with the fact that i have anxiety i have the self-doubt i have the worry i have the the insecurities to be able to show people that despite those things you can still walk in your purpose and it's just always interesting to me that like when I do certain things so like a couple of months ago I did my first um, Instagram live and one of the things that scared me the most I more than recording and all that other stuff was doing videos because I back in 2002, 2005, and 2007, I had those three separate episodes of Bell's Palsy. And so the right side of my face is still paralyzed. And, you know, I was believing God to heal me and make my face go back to normal. And he just wouldn't. And so I just kept saying, like, now, you know, it was one of the things where I was just like, I don't want to do it because I, the way I saw me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I saw me when I see myself, it looks like the right side of my face is not moving but that's because i know what happened to me knowing that that happened what now over 10 years ago the last time it happened i see people all the time and like oh i, I wouldn't have never known if you I never said have. anything exactly me exactly right <laughs> but it definitely was a fear of mine and so when i did the live i was more nervous about doing the live and like people showing up than i was about my face right and so when i got through the whole thing and I rewatched it, I just was like, man, God is so dope. Because not one time do, doing that entire thing that I think about my face. And from 2002 until 2020, wow. that was one of the things that was holding me back, like from walking into other things. I wouldn't take pictures. I wouldn't do certain things because I was like, my face, I got to stand to the left side. I got to make sure my head covers this. Like even on my wedding day, you know, it's like, this is supposed to be the most amazing day of your life. I had to tell my hairdresser, drop my locks to the right side of my face because I knew I was going to have to take a lot of pictures. And I just, I wanted them to be perfect. But I was so mindful of what I look like to me that I altered everything that I've done thus far to make myself feel comfortable. And now I, I don't feel that way anymore, right? Like at the end of the day, now I know, you know, I'm clear that that's, it's here, you know. Right. It's not going to go away clearly at this point. And so I'm just like, all right, well, whatever, you know, but that was, so that, that was another, that's why I said I had a lot of aha moments. That was just in May of 2020. So it's just like, dang, you know, I was holding on to that for freaking 18 years, 18 years holding on to like, whether or not my face being crooked would stop me from God's purpose for me. And it hasn't. You know, and sometimes we think that one thing, one thing that either only you can see, that thorn in your side, that God just is like, this is your reminder, right? And so that's what I always say. I say, that is my thorn, my reminder, that despite my shortcomings, he still uses me. And so 
you know, yeah, I told you I'd be having, it's a lot. (laughs) I mean, that's powerful. I mean, for 18 years, I mean, just to have that freeing experience just a few months ago, I mean, that in itself is powerful because it's so much that we as individuals don't think of that kind of hold us back. Cause I know I have my own strongholds and things that I struggle with and Mm -hmm. just to listen to you talk. And I was receiving messages that you were giving because I'm sitting here thinking when I'm doing this more than a mother podcast, all these motherhood struggles and things that I'm having and all these life struggles that I'm having, trying to do my boundaries, priorities, everything I'm teaching other people to do. Mm -hmm. But having this conversation with you here today, I'm kind of like receiving that message. Like, this is you. This is what you go through. So that's why you are the person to teach that. Because I mean, it's many days I'm like, Look at my household. Why? How am I out here teaching people how to be more than a mother? And it's all craziness in my household. Like, when it does, it's that doubt that creeps up and everything Mm -hmm. that always comes to have us question. But if we let that stuff hold us back, then we would really not be living in our purpose. Absolutely. And God doesn't call perfect people. I mean, he uses the people that he calls. And if it's a calling over our life, no matter how much we try to talk ourselves out of it, we can't get away from it. So it's just up to us to show up like you did in May. Yeah. You showed up and you didn't even think about your face. And now I that's did. a freeing experience. In it was. Yeah. I even, like I said, I go back and I look at it and I'm just, you know, I remind myself like um, just recently my therapist was, I was, and, and like I said, I, I do all the things. So I go to therapy. I talk to Jesus. I talk to my, so it's a, you know, like it's legit. Like this journey is going like, it's a everlasting thing. Right. And so even as I was talking to her and we were having a conversation about it, I was just like, Oh, I haven't really done anything with the business um, aspect. And I, you know, she just encouraged me to, you know, write down my wins. And I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't think I have anything. <laughs> I don't think I have anything is what I was saying. And so she's like, so you, you, you didn't do nothing since, you know, June 28th, 2019. And I was just like, I mean, I guess I did some. And once I started writing it, Girl, it was you did like, a whole lot. I only know you for a few months. <laughs> this this is what I this is why I tell you I be tripping like I know that yeah. I be tripping. Okay. But like when I wrote everything down, I was like, dang, Dang, like you really did do this. And I think that we just have to give ourselves the grace, give ourselves some, give ourselves the grace and understand that, you know, what we've been called to do. And I think you said earlier, like God doesn't qualify the cold to qualify. He qualifies the cold, right? right? And so I wasn't qualified before he called me. I'm qualified now, you know, and and still trying to get qualified right because we don't have everything perfect and that's not I don't think that that's what people want to see like we want the authenticity of like the fact that okay today's not a good day you know and Felicia's now on this podcast telling you that she's crying her eyes out you know in the corner somewhere because she's completely stressed out and then the next episode I can tell you how good God was this week and the fact that I'm you know I'm better that's real life it's real life. We go through ups and downs and you can be on this thing where things are great. And then you can have days where they're not so good. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I think it speaks to just the powerful nature of podcasts like yours, podcasts like mine, to where we're showing that transparent side mm-hmm. because so often in the days of social media and everything that we're seeing, we don't see those transparent side because everybody wants to show their best, most perfect moments. So I think when podcasts like ours pop up and things that we're doing, we're giving people that freedom to be who they are. And that's why they resonate with the content that we create and the things that we do, because it's like, okay, these people are running businesses, but they got all kinds of craziness happening in the background. They still live in real life, but it's not stopping them from showing up and doing what they are called to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I think that I'm grateful every day that I'm able to do it. I'm grateful to be able to, you know, share my story and also um, share other people's stories as well. Cause just like you said, like people tend to see certain things on social media and they assume that your life is whatever was in that picture without knowing what, you know, is really going on. And I think that once we all start to get to the heart of each other, it helps us to be able to connect and be able to grow real relationships and do exactly what it is that God has called us to do, which is to connect. So yeah, I'm going to keep doing it till he tell me not to. Me too, girl. (laughs) Balls and all mess and craziness happening. Yes. And do what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. Has trauma impacted your life? 
Do you find yourself stuck, discouraged, and struggling to work through unresolved trauma? Have you completely lost sight of your dreams and are unsure of what steps to take next? Whether you are currently dealing with trauma, working through your trauma, or simply at a point in life where you are ready to set and achieve your personal and professional goals, Rising Above Statistics is the book you need in your life right now. In Rising Above Statistics, From Trauma to Triumph, I share steps that I follow to transform my trauma as a teen mom living in poverty and dealing with depression into growing into a strong, successful businesswoman who lives every day with purpose, intention, and focus. Through stories, tips, and guided exercises, I show you how you can transform your trauma, master your mindset, and unleash your full potential in business and life. In these pages, you'll discover why your mindset matters, how to overcome obstacles, and how to let go of the past. Most importantly, you're going to find out how you can reclaim power over your life today. This book goes beyond my personal story, and inside the pages are filled with tips, tools, and strategies you can use to release the past and live freely in the present. If you are in need of a plan to help you get unstuck and transform your life, then this book is for you. You do not have to be a victim of your trauma. You can work through your trauma and rise above your obstacles in order to achieve success against all odds. Head on over to my website, LuanMoses.com, and grab your copy of Rising Above Statistics from Trauma to Triumph today. Talked about the podcast, talked about your groups, and how this has all evolved into a business. So what kind of things are you doing right now with Slaying Self-Doubt? So with Slaying Self-Doubt, I had like the... So if I'm being very transparent, I, you know, it's entrepreneurship was not something that I wanted. I remember, I want to say like a year before God put in my spirit to, for me to leave my job. I was talking to my sister and I was like, I don't ever want to be an entrepreneur. It's too much work. I was like, I'd rather work for somebody else and just be a leader. Like I, my previous job, I was a leader in one of the largest health organizations in our, in the DMV area, Merlin, sorry, in the Merlin DC area. And I was just like, I can't be an employee no more. Like I, you know, cause I'm like one, I knew that like leadership is something that God had already called me to do It's something that I do well, but I was just like, I got to think about no offense, but I was like, I got to think about like working with stupid people. And I just can't, like I under ah. certain people's leadership, like I just can't do it. And I'm just like, because of the type of person that I am, like if I see something wrong and it needs to be changed, I can't be a regular employee and like just submit, I need to be able to make change. Right. right. And so I was like, I could leave somebody else's company. I'm okay with that. And then the next year God was like okay it's time for you to go I'm like and do what and you know and then it was like run your own business oh you is tripping slim like you cannot be telling me to go do this so all the time I'm just kind of like I don't know exactly what it is that he wants me to do but with the business part I, it's a mixture so it's a mixture of coaching podcasting and really so those are the two major things but they all just kind of they're like um like a big umbrella right and so he's giving me ideas of how to just like go down and so for me right now um podcasting is definitely number one because that was the first thing that he calls me to do and I'm very very clear on the fact that to do the last thing that God tells you to do until he tells you to do the next thing. So I'm really right now working on the foundational purposes, the foundation of things that I want to be able to do for Slaying Self-Doubt. But ultimately, you know, it, you said this earlier, it is a movement. Slaying Self-Doubt is a movement to empower Black women to overcome their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to walk into their God-given purpose. Yes. That is literally my mission statement. Like, I had to sit down one day and was like, okay, you need a, a mission statement. And I got it up on my wall but a vision a mission because I have been in organizations right and so you have to have something that you stand on and right. so that is exactly what I stand on so everything that I do is solely because of that and solely related to that so um, I'm in the process right now doing some certifications for coaching because I do do coaching now but 
mainly it's the small groups that I do within the church. I do a few one-on-one coachings, but there was some still some things that God was like, I need you to do this first before mm-hmm. you put that all the way out there. And so I thought it was overthinking at first, you know, how we do, like, I'm right. just wait and I'm going to do it. And then, you know, just after the prayer and fasting, he was just like, no, I need you to do this in order. And I've been out of order with God before. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So yeah, right now is literally the podcast. So you get me every week on the podcast discussing my life, my journey. And right now I'm in a season where God's called me to interview other um, women entrepreneurs to tell their stories as well. And so they've definitely been very inspiring. You know, you've been on the show and yes. it definitely has been something that like for me, it's like networking, but also just like a reminder that we're not alone. Right. And then the other thing is, is I do have like you know, self-doubt, uh, slaying self-doubt merchandise. And then I have some things coming soon. I just, you know. Being obedient. <laughs> yeah, I'm being obedient because, you know, sometimes you get into this, this space as an entrepreneur um, and you see all these people moving and shaking, right? They doing this, they doing that. You're like, you're like oh, let me catch up. Let me do that. Let me do that. Right. And I'm like, that's not me. Right? right. Like I don't move like that. And so I really had to get myself together and, and you know, and, and all, again, like saying, having to give myself some grace. There's some people who are doing stuff who this was their side hustle. Right. Right. This was not my side hustle. I did not do it when I was working my regular nine to five. That was my job. Right. I didn't do anything else that had to do with slaying self-doubt other than you know the small groups there was no business aspect to that no you know trying to figure out how to monitor none of that came into play until God said I need to remove you from this place and take you into this place and that is when he started like basically downloading all the things that he wanted me to do from a business aspect so you know right now we're he and I are still in negotiations basically (laughs) with with what it is that's supposed to be happening but you know I have to remind myself that you're legit just started this and it's not meant for you to look like you've been doing this for 10 years because you haven't so yeah I you know I definitely stay stay Stay, stay connected and you'll see it you'll see it all when it when it come i'm telling you right. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be booming i'm excited and that just speaks to how it is important to be self-aware and just know yourself and know god because i mean like you said people are out here doing all kind of things that you can be in circles and people are saying oh you should be doing this you mm-hmm. can do this you can do that and it's so easy to get distracted by oh yeah that's a good idea oh i could do this oh i could do that but when it comes back to centering yourself and knowing yeah. who you belong to and who you talk to. And at the end of the day, who has the final say, yeah. it has to sit right with you and God. So it doesn't matter what's moving and shaking over here. You really have to walk your own path because if not, you're going to wind up on the rat race that you was trying to escape when you was in working for somebody else, basically, because exactly. you're taking on others' ideas like, yeah. oh, I should be doing this. So then it's kind of like, okay, I'm building a business the way somebody else is saying I should do it. Exactly. But no, it come back to you and God. And when God tell you to move, that's when you move. That's when you I'm move. I'm with you on that. And like I said, I've been out of order with him before and it's never like you find yourself just having to start over. And I think for me, one of the biggest things is, is that because I know how important this is. Like, again, I say this all the time. This was not my idea. This, this is not my dream. It is not what I wanted to do. And so because of that, I have to remove myself from that as much as I want to be like, oh, okay, this is a great idea. Let me go. Boom. Let me just go do this. Let me go do that. This, there's lots of things that you can do, but just the same way if you work for an organization, who, if the direction from the CEO is for you to go left and you go right, you're going to lose your job, sis. And so God is my CEO in real life. And so I have to go back to him and say, you want me to, is that what you want me to do? And I'm, you know, I'm very connected and clear about when he talks to me. Like I know in my spirit when he's like, I'm going to need you to chill out for a moment or pause or yes, move in that way. And like I said, it comes with self-awareness. It comes with that relationship. And, you know, I just, I don't want no problems with him. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) And I'm with you on that. No problem. So as a mom, because this is more than a mother, so we do like to mention motherhood at least a little bit. As a mom, 
As a mom, how are you finding that you are managing all the things that you have going on in your life? Uh, honestly, I don't know if I'm managing it. If, if I'm being honest, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm definitely doing the best that I can one day at a time. You know, I think the biggest thing was is that prior to this, when I was working my nine to five in that leadership position, I was on 24-7 for them, right? And so there were so many times that like, I'm like, I'm on vacation and I would get a phone call and, you know, I'd be like, all right, this just going to take me real quick. Somebody like, I just got to ask you one question. Can you show me how to blah, blah, blah. Can you talk me through? And I, you know, it would be like, but I, but the, one of the things that I learned is that you teach people how to treat you. Right. right. So if I started answering the phone on vacation, they going to keep calling me while I'm on vacation. Right? right. And I even remember coming back from my honeymoon and I got, I had like 57 messages and they all started with Felicia. I know you're on your honeymoon, but I know you're on your honeymoon, but, and I was like, I'm out the country. Like, first of all, I'm not paying them international fees. So you not answering. So I'm like, I'm gone for a whole week and y'all is just like, and I, and, and, and I, and guess what I did, even though I was off, I, we were gone for a week and then I took the rest of the month off the day we came back, the day after we came back, I think I rested that first day. And then the next day I replied to all of those messages. I went wow. through my emails and it was like, I was taking away from being a mom, being a wife, you know, because I was like, Oh, let, they need me. They need me. They need me. The kids would be like, can you do this? Can you do Hold on one second. Let me do this real quick. Let me, let me hurry up and do this. And so I knew that being in that job required a lot of me. But because I love what I did and I enjoyed what it was, to me, I guess I, my mindset at the time was like, I'm here with my kids, right? But they right. need me because they reached out, right? And so then right. it was me trying to do both and it really didn't work. And, you know, I, I have my kids now are 12 and 10 and I've always taught them, they're just like, you know, we do like these check-ins where I'll say like, you know, how do you think mommy could do better? How do you think daddy can do better? What can we do better? And they used to always say like, you can spend time with us. It, this was me. Like they're telling me like, you could play with us. You could spend more time. And I would be like, I do. We watched a movie two weeks ago, you know? And so when I made this transition to come home, my intention, the first three months was, it's all about my kids. And the joy I got out of just being able to pick them up from school, drop them off every single day, ask them what they wanted and give them exact, like making lunch. Like even, you know, during this COVID season, you know, I know it's been a lot, but I was, one of the things I was grateful for is that I was here, that I was home with them to be able to be with them through this pandemic that will be a part of our history right but I wasn't I didn't have to go to work because it, it, the job I had I would have been essential if I was still there and I would have had to go to work every single day and so I think it's just I, I've learned to take one day at a time I've learned to listen to my kids even if I think that they wrong I at least listen <laughs> you know but I definitely I, I've taught them to just like explain it to me because I you know we have an assumption in our own head of what the, what we think they happiness should look like and <laughs> like you should just be happy with this right, right. but it's it's not the same thing and so I, I I really do try to like we are a family you are part of my family so my goal is to really make you feel like it you know and if I have to explain myself that what you said either doesn't make any sense or you know I understand how you feel however this still has to happen type right. situation then you know we do I do that but I think that really it boils down to just taking it one day at a time and reminding myself that I'm not perfect right and that right. you know God definitely blessed me with the kids that I have and I, I want to honor them the best way that I can and so you know I just I'm doing better now and I'm, I'm happy happy that they're happy basically that's yeah. real good. So what is a tip that you would offer to a mom who is right now struggling to figure things out, manage all the things in her life right now? What's one tip that you could leave with our audience? Ask for what you need. I think that we sometimes as moms, we juggle so many things, you know, like work, being a, a parent, being a spouse, being a partner, being a friend, being a sister, being a cousin, being a daughter, being all, all of those things, right? right. We 
all these things and sometimes we put the pressure on ourselves to be everything to everybody and you can't and sometimes you just have to ask for what you need whatever it is in that moment if it's quiet if it's if it's uh space if it's fun if it's you know like ask for what you need and don't be don't feel guilty I know it's child mom guilt is real <laughs> but you do have to ask for what you need because the, the reality is that there can't nobody read your mind they did, they they can't read your mind and they don't know and I think that to add to that I, I would also say like give your kids a little bit more credit um, especially once they start to get older like when they babies yeah they are dependent on you but I, I also think the kids see us right and so they see what we do they see what we're trying to do and they understand we're doing our best too so I guess the other part would be give yourself some grace but definitely ask for what you need that's good that's real good I mean that's great advice to leave people with because as you said we tend to especially moms think everyone's a mind reader and we want to do everything <laughs> ourselves so Right. Those are two great pieces of advice to ask for what you need and to give your kids more credit. And then you threw on give yourself some grace also, which is great. I did. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Felicia, for joining me today. If you could just. Oh, you are so welcome. Yes. If you could just tell our audience where they can find you online. So it should be, well, mostly easy. You can find me on all social media platforms. Well, no, not all. I'll take that back. So Instagram and Facebook, you can find me at Slaying Self-Doubt. I'd be on the Twitter sometimes, but usually um, it's Slay Self-Doubt because they was being haters on a number of characters you can use in your name. And um, you can find me on my website at www.feliciawallace.com. It is not by Felicia. It is P-H-I-L-I-C-I-A-W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was a great interview, girl. Thanks so much. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Are you looking for a speaker for your next in-person or virtual event? Well, look no further. In case you didn't know, I, Luan, me, her, she, yes, me, and the speaker that you need to make your next event a unique, enjoyable, and engaging special experience. Whether you need an event host, a facilitator for workshops and or trainings, a keynote speaker or someone to participate in your conference event or panels, someone to help lead your event, be it a social media event, a virtual event, in-person event, small or large conference, or even just to be on your podcast, participate in your Facebook groups, or any of your other social media platforms. Look no further. I am here, and I am ready to be a part of your next event. If that sounds good to you, if you're looking for someone to come speak about all things motherhood and more, be it productivity, priorities, mom guilt, rising above your obstacles, and so much more, head over to my website, lawanmoses.com forward slash speaking, and fill out my speaker interest form. I can't wait to be a part of your next event, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.